You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet, Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want a big shout-out to our newest listeners as well. You could be listening live on TuneIn Radio. You could be listening live on iHeartRadio. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. You could also listen on that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. I got my man, Mikey Florio with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, and I got a great show for you on a Wednesday. Okay, first of all, Giancarlo Stanton did not hit a home run today, okay? I want to let that be known. The Marlins have already played, so the streak is over, but it seems like he was trying to hit one on our show for the entire week. He did not go yard today, and... Picking up on something we talked about yesterday, it sounds like the Marlins are willing to engage in trade conversations with other teams about Giancarlo Stanton. That's another shot called by Speeds, the spitting statistician. We're going to get into today, I'm going to give you news and notes from around the league. I'm also going to talk about a couple of different ways where the NFL continues to be tone deaf on what their players want and the kind of the brand that they are putting out there. I'm talking about their policies on cleats we're going to discuss, their policy on pain management, an incredibly powerful testimonial from Eugene Monroe, former offensive lineman for the Ravens that we're going to get into a little bit about how he is managing the pain he has one year after retiring from the NFL. As you know, we're putting the spotlight on a different team every day as we get into fantasy football and the buzz continues to be palpable. We are in the AFC South all week long. We continue today with the Indianapolis Colts. The question out there really is, will Andrew be up all night to get lucky, or will he be okay for week one, week two, pup list? This is what we need to know. And it's such a big issue, to be quite honest, that I have a new poll up. We haven't done this for any other team so far in our previews. We got a poll question up there right now about the season win total for the Colts. It's currently at eight and a half, right? But one of the options I have is, should they take the line down? Does Andrew Luck matter that much to the Colts? I think so, and that'll be clear to you as well when we talk about who you need to fade on the Indianapolis Colts, because absolutely they are all fugazi. As you know also, we are crowning the best sports movie of all time this summer right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Two of the four tickets to the final four have been punched. White men can't jump representing basketball. We've got Rocky also as well that has gotten in there. Tonight we have the number one seed in the football region, Rudy, but it's up against the Cinderella story of Varsity Blues. You can get on at FNTSY Radio, at Spitting Speeds on Twitter and make your voice heard. We're going to come on right back. We're going to talk football and, uh, you know, some societal issues around football. When we come back, it's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. Let's go. 
In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galena picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at rotoexperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount. mess around drop a triple double and didn't even have to use my AK I'd have to say it was a good day any day that you are listening to the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network is clearly a good day big shout out to Ice Cube with that big three league he's got going on this summer I would say it's pretty successful it has taken some of the share remember we were talking about that with my man the basketball correspondent big shout out to Don Burns now working the mornings I miss you Donnie Burns say what's up to your boy Speeds the spitting statistician when you can. All right, let's get into it. I got to give you some news and notes from around the league before we get into my reasons why the NFL is tone deaf completely. All right. Uh, in Major League Baseball tonight, Mariners third baseman Kyle Seeger is once again going to miss a game. This is his second game in a row missing with the flu. It's not a big deal. He's day-to-day. He should be just back and fine going into the weekend. Also, of note, Nationals outfielder Jason Worth. It looks like he's going to start a rehab assignment over the weekend coming back from that foot injury. He's been out since early June. It's been over two months, and that would be a big help to the Nationals. Remember, Bryce Harper is going to miss some time. Worth was successful in that two-hole of the lineup for a while. So keep an eye on the rehab of Jason Worth. Also... Keep an eye on this. This could be a nice little value for some people in season-long leagues at the end of the season. Angels starting pitcher Andrew Heaney looks like he is going to make his season debut and return from Tommy John surgery after 14 months on the shelf. It looks like he is set to start for the Angels on Friday. If you need a little bit uh, in season-long, this may be someone to keep an eye on on the waiver wire. Also, as I mentioned, Giancarlo Stanton last night hit his 44 fourth home run of the season didn't go yard today but it is still as high as you are going to get if the Marlins want to try to flip him or trade him and we get reports today that the Marlins are willing to engage in trade talk for the slugger with 10 years and $295 million still left on his deal. There is still news, though, in the middle of the week around the NFL as well. Okay, so there are some keys that I got to give you uh, an update on. First is Eagles running back Ryan Matthews. Remember I told you at the beginning of the week he was going to go to Philly, and as soon as he can clear a physical, he would be cut? Well, guess what? He got cut after his physical. That clears four million dollars of cap space for the Philadelphia Eagles. I do think Ryan Matthews will latch on somewhere, but where that is, keep it tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hashtag shot called by your boy, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. Ravens wide receiver, Brashard Perryman, he has a big-time hamstring strain. He's going to be out for, it looks like, two, uh, two more weeks. They don't know if he is going to be ready for week one. Remember, I continue to fade this Baltimore Ravens offense. They are not dynamic, in my opinion, and Perryman He's been injury riddled as well. Does not help their cause. 
On the flip side, though, Dolphins running back Jay Ajayi has gotten out of the concussion protocol. He has been cleared and ready for contact already, so it's good to see that uh, Jay Ajayi is out of the cold, dark, quiet room and cleared of the protocol. Bucks beat reporter is actually now saying that O.J. Howard, the rookie tight end, is going to be more of a blocking tight end early on. Remember, I've said this before. Tight end is the hardest position for rookies to pick up. Why? Because they have to know the entire route tree for the receivers, and they also have to know all the blocking schemes that go along with being a tight end. It's a lot of stuff for tight ends to learn early on. I've said stick with Cameron Brait. I think he is going to be the Bucks tight end to own, especially early in the season. O.J. Howard and me, to me is completely overvalued going in 11th round of drafts right now. Tomorrow begins week two of the preseason, okay? And so I'm going to be telling you what I'm looking for in all those games on tomorrow's show. One thing to know already, though, Jay Cutler, smoking Jay, will be under center for the Miami Dolphins as they take on the Baltimore Ravens. Remember how great of a start Mitchell Trubisky had in his debut yesterday? Well, beat reporters in Chicago are still saying that Mike Glennon, remember, he who signed the three-year, $54 million contract in the offseason, is quote-unquote still the heavy favorite to start for the Chicago Bears. However... There is buzz in camp. Somebody to look out is their tight end, rookie Adam Shaheen, okay? They are saying that he's going to be, quote-unquote, a big part of the offense. And if you remember, they've got Marcus Wheaton down. A lot of people are high on guys like Cameron Meredith. But maybe there is opportunity for a new quarterback to have the security blanket of Adam Shaheen. I'm telling you, there are a lot of tight end sleepers I like. If you listen to this network, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you hear about guys like Shaheen. You hear about guys like Austin Hooper on the Braves. You hear about my guy on the New York football Jets, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Even guys like, you know, Hunter Henry, Jack Doyle, who we're going to talk a little bit more about when we get into the Indianapolis Colts a little bit later on. And also, as you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys running back, has officially appealed his six-game suspension. You got to keep a close eye on this, where it's going to play out, okay? Remember, Tom Brady pushed this back for a full year. There has been a year of investigating this. Now with the appeal, literally in this season, 2017, Ezekiel Elliott may play all 16 games. He may have six getting suspended. The suspension may go down to four or even less. Keep an eye out on this situation. So what you need to do is download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app this way you could always stay up to date with everybody my man Corey Parson the fantasy executive the 1099 G Tony Sincata my man Greg Sussman my guy Mike Florio on fantasy best friends forever they will tell you what you need to know when it comes to the Zeke suspension and everything else all right, I let you guys know that uh, there were a couple things that struck me recently about the NFL being tone deaf the first of all is that they are going to, they say, relax some of the regulations around the cleats that players are now allowed to wear. Remember last year, DeAndre Hopkins got fined. A couple of other guys got fined for wearing the Yeezys, the Kanye West shoes. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to relax these restrictions. But check this out. Only for pregame warm-ups. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But here's the statement from the NFL. Players will be allowed to wear more personalized cleats for pregame prior to warm-ups and will have greater flexibility on cleat color worn in the games. During pregame warm-ups, players can use any design they want so long as it doesn't depict commercialized or trademark logos. 
The cleats also cannot have anything that would be deemed offensive or express political views. I think that's very interesting. Remember, they're dealing with this stuff on the anthem, people making their statements. So they're saying, yeah, 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 you could be funky. You could wear those Yeezys. You could wear some different colors, but you still can't have political views when you're on, you know, the shield of the NFL. I thought it was also interesting. Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson tweeted asking if he could get his money back. Remember, he was fine for wearing like gold plated uh, cleats back in the day. So uh, he, he hopped on that on social media. I thought that was funny. But once again, the NFL missing the boat on the ability of their players to express themselves. And I think that is very important to note. So even when they're going far, they're not going far enough. I mentioned, though, that Eugene Monroe is another uh, now another testimonial. This guy wrote an article on the Players' Tribune where it's, you know, the athletes speaking from the heart and as themselves. And he talked about how he retired a full year ago. But he's still managing his physical condition and how it's now a part of his daily routine and something that he thinks will be that way forever. He went he went so deep as to say, you know, like he wonders which like 17 power, which is the name of a famous run play that they ran in Baltimore, which 17 power is responsible for every twinge in his neck, every tweak in his back. What caused the headaches? You know, what practice drill where he was going man up with another defensive lineman causes the headaches? Which time when he got floored and had his head bang against the turf is what causes his sensitivity to light? You know, he talked about how he saw Trey Thomas in his rookie year who was kind of a veteran at that point and saw the way he walked and wondered if that would be ever him. You know, but what was also interesting is that Eugene Monroe is proud to say that he is 100% free of pharmaceutical drugs, you know, and that he's achieved being able to kind of live because he's integrated cannabis into his lifestyle. Remember, I said last week how the NFL and the NFLPA are looking to maybe now study the effects of marijuana. But this was, again, the NFL being tone deaf when Roger Goodell says that it's still a dangerous and addicting habit. He's doing this easy. You know, he talks about Eugene Monroe. This is talking about how he was given Vicodin before every practice, how NFL players lined up for Toro Doll shots, and now how this is still the impact he has. He says that in this year that he's been retired, how he meets with NFL players who now want to be able to have cannabis oils, want to be able to use this, but know they're going to get a four-game suspension. You can still, in the NFL, get a four-game suspension for failing a, a marijuana test. That is longer than the suspension Josh Brown got for admitting to domestic violence against his wife on multiple occasions. This is how they have it wrong. And then also ESPN, their biggest sponsor, when they were doing their fantasy football marathon... Did a little piece on auction drafts that Odell Beckham had something to say about, that Kevin Durant had something to say about. It's very interesting when you're auctioning off African-American players. Go watch the movie Get Out recently, and we'll talk part about the history as well. It was a little unnerving. At At best case, it was in poor taste. In worst case, it was a lot more. We'll talk about it some more on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. What's your fantasy? This is Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. Welcome back to Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Before we went to the break, you know, I was telling you things about how, like, the NFL has mismanaged pain management and now how all these retired guys are coming out talking about it. I'm talking about how they're mismanaging the idea of how to be creative when it comes to wearing cleats. You know, and also, I wanted to touch on this because ESPN did this, uh, fantasy football marathon over the weekend and one of the things they did they did a segment of like an auction draft but it just did not play well at all okay it really especially when you juxtapose it this weekend about what was going down in charlottesville and then when you talk about you know just where we are in this country you know they literally had the like faces of players up on sticks holding them up as an auction it looked very much like a scene from the recent movie get out and if you you know what I'm talking about. You know it was really alarming. Odell Beckham tweeted out very right with a link to it. Speechless. Kevin Durant said on Twitter, and I quote, bum-ass ESPN running out of ideas. A lot of people were rubbed the wrong way about this, and ESPN has come out with a statement. And I quote, Auction drafts are a common part of fantasy football, and ESPN segments replicated an auction draft with a diverse slate of top professional football players. We understand the optics could have been portrayed as offensive, and we apologize. I think the context was absolutely irrelevant. It was ignorant in its presentation, and, uh, you know. Count on Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, to call someone out on it. However, I do want to keep it moving because we got a lot of stuff going on, and I want to get into one of my team-by-team previews right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Listen, I said it at the top of the show. I said it when we had that poll question up about the Indianapolis Colts. This is going to come down completely to Andrew Luck, okay? We've been hearing that he's okay. We've been hearing he'll be fine for week one. We were hearing that he was definitely not going to be on the pup list for week one. Now we're hearing that, you know, GM and the owner can't unequivocally say if he'll be ready for week one. Now we're hearing, oh, but it'll be okay because they think they could beat the Rams in week one anyway. We're hearing that they're going to be careful. This has a tremendous effect because, honestly, Andrew Luck is that good. He was QB4 last year while he was battling injury, 4,240 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. The other thing about Andrew Luck when it comes to fantasy football is his rushing ability goes undervalued at times. He had 341 rushing yards. He played in 15 games. That was still good enough for seventh among quarterbacks. There's easily a way that if he plays 16 games, he is a top four or five quarterback in terms of rushing yards, and that can really help you out. However, I am not 
liking the news I'm hearing on Andrew Luck. I think it is officially time to sound the alarm. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know I'm not spending up for these top four or five quarterbacks anyway. They're not going to be on my teams. I'm going to want to get quarterbacks, you know, 10 through 12. I'm hoping to be the last person in my draft to get their first quarterback. And if I wind up with Philip Rivers or Matthew Stafford or Cam Newton, I am happy with that. So I'm not going to have Andrew Luck anyway. The one I thing I want to let you guys know, though, is this can be one of the only situations where I say it's possible to stray from your draft strategy. If Andrew Luck falls like a cement block and he's still there in round six, in round seven, I think at that point you may have to pull the trigger because you want to then have him when he's back and healthy for the fantasy playoffs. I can get behind someone wanting to do that because you can still have, say, Eli Manning for the first couple of games. You can still have Matthew Stafford for the first couple of games and be fine. But Andrew Luck, you really got to keep an eye on on it. But remember, the Colts are the same team that once said the same kind of things about Peyton Manning when he had a neck injury, and then he turned out to miss the entire season. My man Corey Parson had him at quarterback five, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I had him at quarterback four, but I'm going to have an updated rankings available for you guys next week, and certainly Andrew Luck is going to sink like a stone. As we go to the running back position, however, listen, Frank Gore, man, listen, I want to tip my cap here on the fantasy freestyle to Frank Gore. I don't think you know this, but he was running back 12 last year, okay? Running back 12 in his age 33 season, over a thousand yards, uh, 1,025 yards. He also had 38 catches and 277 yards in the passing game. More importantly, let's take a step back. Frank Gore is a Hall of Fame running back. Let's take a step back. Frank Gore is eighth all time in rushing. He has 13,065 yards. The seven that are ahead of him are all in the Hall of Fame. The five that are behind him and are eligible, are all in the Hall of Fame. He has 1,300 yards on the next uh, most active player, which is Adrian Peterson. This guy with his 13,065 yards, that's eighth all time. He is 1,037 yards away from passing Curtis Martin for fourth all time and then could finish this season fourth all time behind only Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, and Emmett Smith. He's entering his 13th season and age 34. I just want to tip my cap to Frank Gore. Here's the thing, though. This Andrew Luck news impacts Frank Gore. Because if you got Scott Tolzien under center, then your safeties are going to cheat up a little bit. You're going to put more men in the box. And I think that is a problem this year for Frank Gore. Everybody's, you know production will fall if Andrew Luck is not there. Behind Frank Gore, though, which could be something you need to look at because Frank Gore is entering his age 34 season. It is possible. We know it is a war of attrition at the running back position. We're talking about Robert Turbin, and we're talking about Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack is an interesting guy in deep leagues, in in dynasty leagues. You know, Frank Gore is not going to be there forever. This rookie out of UCF did get a little bit of buzz in training camp already, so keep an eye out on Marlon Mack, if you're looking to be in a dynasty league or an incredibly deep league and you may want to handcuff Frank Gore. 
As we go to the wide receiver position, it's the same narrative, okay? I'm going to be like a broken record talking about the Indianapolis Colts. I love T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton was wide out five last year on the player Raider. T.Y. Hilton led the NFL in receiving yards last year with 1,448 to go along with 91 catches and six touchdowns. He was, he was Corey Parson, the fantasy executives. He was his fourth-ranked wide receiver. He thought T.Y. Hilton was a back end of the first around but with Andrew Luck questionable and Scott Tolzien under center I say you have to drop T.Y. Hilton now if T.Y. Hilton's available at the end of round two or in round three you gotta snatch him up I understand that T.Y. Hilton is also known around NFL circles for literally being the best in the NFL of getting into and out of breaks it's not only about your 40 time okay John Ross with his 4.22 it's about being sudden it's about being getting into and out of breaks to create that separation from DBs and other cornerbacks in the league say T.Y. Hilton is actually the best in the league at doing that. So I think it's important, and he'll still get open, but it's a big difference if you got Scott Tolzien, especially in the first quarter of the season, getting you balls. The same could be said for my man, Dante Moncrief. Florio, I love Dante Moncrief. Dante Moncrief has been on my teams in the past. I even named one of my fantasy football teams after Dante Moncrief. I had that Jamaican accent. You know what I'm saying? Everything Irie. I said, Yaman, Yaman Creef, Yaman Creef. All about Dante Moncrief. I had him as wide receiver 26 in my rankings. This is the guy that Andrew Luck looks to in the red zone. In only nine games last year. Dante Moncrief, Yaman Creef, had seven touchdowns. This is a guy who is the ex-outside wide receiver that Andrew Luck loves. This is a touchdown receiver. But not with Scott Tolzien. This guy is right in the same range as other stud, you know, second wide receivers, okay? Corey Parson had him as wide out 26. He had Manny Sanders as wideout 30. He had Deshaun Jackson as wideout 32. He had Brandon Marshall as wideout 28. Jamison Crowder as 27. Even Devontae Adams in the 20s. This is, Dante Moncrief is in the conversation for the best wideout two in the National Football League. But not with Scott Tolzien under center. I'm sorry. The same can be said at tight end for Jack Doyle. There's no Dwight, uh, Dwayne Allen this year. Maybe you believe in Eric Swope. I personally do not. And I think Jack Doyle is primed to be a rising, ascending tight end. He was tight end 13 last year with 59 catches, 584 yards, five touchdowns. My boy Mike Clay, who always gets it right, thinks that he can get over 60 catches, over 600 yards this year, over six touchdowns. But not with Scott Tolzien under center. I'm telling you, Andrew Luck is such an important player. He once was the highest played player in the NFL when he redid his deal. I think he is such an important player that I believe Vegas and Sportsbook need to take the season win total for the Indianapolis Colts off the board. 
That's why it is an option on a poll at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. I say, though, because I don't believe in Andrew Luck. I love him as a player. I don't believe in his health right now. I think they messed it up. I think you need to, if the line is up, you need to take the under. This is a division where teams like the Texans and the Titans and even the Jaguars are ascending. I think the Colts mismanaged their window when they were in the AFC title game, doing things like drafting Philip Dorsett in the first round when you already had studs at wideout. I say regardless, take the under. Right now it's at eight and a half. Take the under on the Indianapolis Colts. When we come back, we're going to go through their schedule. We're going to get Mike Florio's thoughts on this Andrew Luck situation. And my man Gabe Morency is responding to our poll as well. We'll see what he has to say. Drop in stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your man, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, holding you down on a Wednesday, whether you're listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, whether you're listening live on TuneIn Radio or on iHeartRadio. I'm so glad to have your audience. I got my man, Mike Florio, with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Mike, I want to bring you in for this segment, talk a little bit more about the Colts, and then, as usual, we're going to put the fun and functional sports radio sneak preview guys the the, uh, movie poll right now has literally flipped back and forth with the leader during the course of this show it is 51 49 right now we're definitely going to get into that in a little bit but florio i want to ask you um as it comes to andrew luck right i just don't i just don't um I don't want to take a chance on this. I don't want to take a chance on having a guy like Dante Moncrief who's connected to Luck and then have Luck miss the first four games. I don't want to have a guy like Jack Doyle as my sleeper tight end that I actually draft and then have Andrew Luck miss four games. What are your thoughts about the Andrew Luck injury and its impact not only on Luck but on the rest of the Colts' weapons and on the Colts' uh, outlook themselves? I think it's one of the hardest things when you're doing your fantasy football rankings because, like, right now I had I had Andrew Luck fourth. I've lowered him down to, like, seven or eight. I've lowered T.Y. Hilton a bit, Dante Moncrief a bit, but... But how low is too low? Exactly. Like, I can't... I still have T.Y. Hilton, like, 11, and I can't put him any lower because we have no actual report that Luck is going to miss time right now. It's just... Everything is just... You hear conflicting reports every single day, so it's... It's a situation I want to avoid, but in rankings and stuff, I feel like you can't lower them too much. Right, because like, you talk about lowering them too much, right? Uh, let's play a little name game here, Florio. I mean, look, with T.Y. Hilton, you're dropping him down. Are you dropping him down to the point where you're like that more safe, comfortable wideout one? A guy like Doug Baldwin is better than T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, I actually, I believe I have Doug Baldwin higher, especially in the PPR. What about if we get word that my man DeAndre Hopkins will have some targets from Tom Savage? Could he get out of T.Y. Hilton or no? 
Uh, as of now, I haven't. But if Angelouk misses time, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, what about a guy like Amari Cooper? I, I've, I have bumped Cooper ahead of him, yes. See, that's what I'm saying. It's so hard. And the names you're still down there at are like so still explosive and safe. Why risk it with a guy like T.Y. Hilton? Hey, Florio, let's go through their schedule real quick. Because I'm looking at their first like six games. And there's a few games there that I think, obviously, Andrew Luck being there will matter or not. You know, in week four, they go to Seattle. So maybe they lose that game anyway. Week five, they host San Francisco. Maybe they win that game anyway. But week two, hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Week three, hosting the Cleveland Browns. Week one in the opener, going all the way out to L.A. to take on the Rams. You know, they got a away contest at division rival Tennessee. This could really impact the Colts' entire season. Where do you think, ultimately, luck will be back? And what do you think, ultimately, on their season win total number? I honestly don't think you can give a accurate projection as to when you think Andrew Luck is going to be back because one day it's, oh, they don't expect him to miss any time. One day it's, oh, he'll miss week one. One day it's he's going to be on the pup. We've heard every sort of scenario you can hear from Andrew Luck early on. I will say this, though. I agree with you that I think their over-under should be pulled strictly because their defense is, is pretty bad, and Andrew Luck oftentimes has to overcome that and put up a lot of points. If you take Andrew Luck off the board, I think they're, they, they're possibly one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, that's why I'm saying to people right now what you still can, bet the under on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to tell you, I think this is like an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven kind of team, even with Andrew Luck there. Okay, I told you, I like the way that the um, Titans are improving. Exotic Smash Mouth, we're going to preview them tomorrow. I like what the Houston Texans are doing with their top three defense. I even like improvements to maybe be made in Jacksonville, especially if they can get away from Bortles service. Blake Bortles. Check it out. My man Gabe Morency as well, the host next hour on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with Red Heat and Rage. He also thinks the same. Says it all depends on Luck's health, but they look like an 8-8 eight and eight team. I said, yeah, I'm surprised it's still up on the board. He says, though, he wants to give him a little credit, saying that they drafted well on defense. I love the first round pick out of Ohio State, Malik Hooker. I think in the mold of Earl Thomas, he is an elite sideline to sideline coverage, deep end safety, and will allow the Colts to do a a lot more things. Maybe they're on the right uh, on the upswing there with the defense, but I still think they're behind all of the other defenses in this division. I say take the under, but I would be very careful about this line. Dan, I have a question for you. Fire away, brother man. So you you obviously you pay attention to the lines in Vegas and all sure, that a lot sure, more sure. than I do. If Andrew Luck was to get hurt, obviously their line would drop. Do you think it bodes well for Andrew Luck that they haven't dropped a line? Like, could Vegas know something that the public don't? That's a very interesting question. No, I think, yeah, it could be, right? Because what they do, generally speaking, as soon as injuries hit and things like that, they just take the line off the board. They would never want to be out there and have a liability that your professional gamblers and your sharps could really just pound right away, right? Like, for example, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow we got games going on, right? If, for some reason, a huge star, if we see Aaron Rodgers go down with a non-contact knee injury, Vegas is going to respond lightning quick, taking all the Packers lines off the board. The fact that they haven't could be good news for luck, but I would be surprised. I bet some places have in fact taken it down. There are some places where you can't get this bet. To be quite honest, I think you're ahead of the books if you find a place that still has this line up because... 
Every day that goes by, it seems like the news gets worse and worse. And unfortunately, number 12 will not be up all night to get lucky. Hey, yo, um, Mike, we also have a very close poll going up right now in the uh, championship of the football movies region. We've got the number one seed, Rudy, up against the number seven seed, Varsity Blues. I got to tell you the truth. I got to tell you the truth. People always associate, you know, music, movies with their own experience, right? They make kind of like what used to be called in uh, school text-to-self connections. This was my movie. Varsity Blues was my movie in college when I was up at Syracuse from 98 to 02. Um, this movie was there and me and my friends, we would, this became kind of like an epic movie. All right. And we watched this all the time, not only for the whipped cream bikini, although that did not hurt, but this is a movie that has a special place in my heart. We heard earlier in the week, Mike, that Aaron Rodgers loves varsity blues himself. Now, Rudy is great, but we've heard that it is actually not historically accurate that Rudy did not get on the field in that way. So I'm considering that this may be an upset. The Cinderella story of varsity blues could in fact continue i am voting for varsity blues now the first question here for you mike is um have you seen these movies i've seen rudy i have not seen varsity blues okay well i encourage you to see varsity blues i think it's a great movie so where are you going with this i mean right now you know are you going with rudy just because you've seen it before it's a one seed this vote right now is 51 49 your vote could matter mike where are you going with this one Originally, I was going to vote Rudy because it's the one that I've seen. But hearing how how near and dear to your heart Varsity Blue is, I'm going to vote for Varsity Blues. Okay, fair enough. There's another vote. Listen, I'm a lo- I'm lobbying over here. I'm lobbying. Yeah, and I do think it would be cool to see the Cinderella story as a seven seed continue. And we've got a lot of conversation going on on Twitter right now. Big shout out first to the fantasy footballer uh, at FFBall78. He says, wait. I picked Rudy, but I completely forgot about Allie and the whipped cream scene. Can I change my vote? And I told him, I was like, listen, I even put the whipped cream bikini in the poll to have people remember. You know, I'm trying to promote this. And also my man Howie Balaban out there um, at HR Balaban. We're going to have Howie on, I think, on the Friday show to break down the final four in this entire tournament. So big shout out to Howie. He says it's going to be close. But in the end, the whipped cream beats the underdog story. And it's a more rewatchable movie for him, at least. And right now, 52% of the vote are going with the number seven seed varsity blues it is still close though florio your vote could in fact swing the vote so uh get out there and vote at fntsy radio at spitting speeds on twitter and make your voice heard you know what we do here on the fantasy sports radio network also we give you everything you need to win the title for fantasy football. You know what you need to do? You need to go to RotoExperts.com and get the exclusive edge in-season or preseason edge fantasy football package. The RotoExperts lineup, yo, we've got FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football writer of the year, the king, Scott Engel. We've got nationally acclaimed top ranker, my man, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley. We got 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. We've got depth and upside in our lineup. We've 
guys like Frank Stanfill and my man on the ones and twos, Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that will take you to the title. So go and get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package right now at rotoexperts.com. Be sure to enter the promo code FREERADIO at checkout and you'll get a 10% discount. Also, my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, he's got the Executive Edge Super Premium Package. Okay, He gives you auction values. He gives you draft reviews. He gives you video previews. He also has the Fantasy Executive Snapchat. Okay, You can snap directly with Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, and get all of your updates. Also, on Twitter, I don't know if you saw this today, uh, Mikey. He had, they were dropping bars. Yo. They were dropping bars with the rap for the Fantasy Executive. It was pretty hot. I don't know if you heard it. Okay, But I'm with the Fantasy Executive, and I hooked up a little deal for you. Okay, If you put the promo code Dane, that's right, D-A-N-E, into there with the rotoexperts.com slash fantasy executive for his package, you get a special discount. Okay, but this morning, they dropped they dropped the hot verse. Big shout out to Kenneth Cashman at RotoWare. He had the hot verse about Corey Parson. We might play that on tomorrow's episode. Um, Mikey, did you hear that? Did you hear that verse uh, that Kenneth Cashman dropped about uh, the fantasy executive? Yeah, I actually had to when he first sent it over. I was the one who had to cut it up, so that was fun. Yeah, that was dope. Yo, check it out. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. And what we're also going to do is we're going to talk shop about hard knocks last night with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm sorry, Mr. Aguayo. He gone. We're going to talk about it coming up next. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the summer, but you can already feel the howl of the winter wind. You don't want to go to the beach. You want to break out that heavy coat and head for the stadium parking lot because nothing makes you feel warmer than football season. But you don't have to wait for the calendar to flip a few times at rotoexperts.com where fantasy football season has already started. The award-winning team at Roto Experts has you ready for the new campaign with the return of the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package for 2017. Packed with tons of in-depth insights from the industry's top experts, we get you fully prepared for a championship campaign with a deluxe draft package that includes projections, strategy articles, sleepers, busts, a cheat sheet generator, and so much more. And you're guaranteed additional access throughout the regular season. So put your gloves on now, even while it's hot outside, and get into mid-season form. Go to rotoexperts.com and register for the 2017 Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Enter code FREERADIO at checkout for a very special discount. Here comes the brand new flavor in your ear, boy. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician. Coming back to you, dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got Mike Florio. This is my last day with you, Mikey, huh? We're going to have Chris yeah. Bavona, the bounty hunter, back on the ones and twos tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, it's, been, it's been great having you, man. How have you enjoyed the thrill ride that is the Fantasy Freestyle? Thanks, man. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely. You are welcome anytime, my friend, if you want to drop stats over beats. Let's talk about hard knocks real quick. We were talking about, 
you know, we were talking off the air. Do you think this is real leadership from Jameis Winston, or do you think they're just like producing it that way and it's contrived, edited that way? I mean, like, listen, I like a lot of the things he's doing, but it sounded, it seemed a little forced, you know, him going to every single player in the locker room before the game, being like, I got your back, man, I got your back. Him going to offensive linemen that were kind of like making jokes or whatever, being like, yo, Ryan, our backup quarterback, just got hurt. You need to be sullen. You need to be humble right now. You know, all that stuff. Do you think that's really him, or do you think a little bit of that is uh, manufactured? So I thought the O-line, talking to the O-lineman, was a little bit more real because that could be him. You know, he plays quarterback. He's relying right. on the O-line, and so he obviously wants them playing their best. Who knows, an injury, one of those backup O-linemen could be guarding, blocking for him. Sure. I thought the walking around the locker room saying, I got your back to every player, seemed a little forced. Now, maybe he wants to do it. He's the face of the franchise. He wants these young guys competing for a spot to know he's even, he's got, you know, he supports them and everything. But I think it was a little forced for the camera. Let me ask you this also. At the very beginning of the episode, you know, they had the James Winston. I've always said, if I when I have a child, I am going to make sure that that child has a four-syllable name. Okay, my my name works, Dane Martinez. How does it feel, Mike, to not be able to have that chant work for your name? Yeah, in my head, I just tried it out, and it, it wouldn't doesn't. work. It doesn't work, man. Doesn't. And as you know, also, the big story was, as I said, man, I called this, that Roberto Aguayo was going to get cut because Nick Folk, my man, the Folk hero, former Jet, was the more consistent guy. They really made a big deal out of this, but you knew the writing was on the wall. Dirk Cutter said, you got to hit from inside of 50. They even showed, like, in the game, other players, you know, it's a fourth quarter of a meaningless preseason game. They were watching Roberto kick. They kind of knew it was going to be over. How do you think... Uh, uh, that scene played out. Uh, I thought it was it was okay. I think they made a, a huge deal about a kicker. I understand they went out and they traded up in the second round to get him. They thought he was going to be something special, but again, it's a kicker. I think maybe if the camera wasn't there, they give him one more shot or something. I think they kind of you got to make the cuts though. They got to get down to fifty three. I mean, it was painfully obvious to everybody. No, oh, I agree. But I, I it's just funny that you know it. It was like the highlight of the whole episode was focused on the kickers. You, yeah. I would have never thought they would get a whole episode of Hard Knocks focused primarily on kicking. I hear you. I hear you. I, I tell you, they're trying to make Jameis Winston the star. I think the real star of this show is Gerald McCoy. Yet another episode where McCoy was the man. I think it was great and very smart by the Bucks to bring in my man, the gun show, Ed Hockley, to start talking about would things be 15-yard penalties or not. But I thought it was a great scene with Gerald McCoy doing like a little butterfly dance with a stanky leg, right? Right to him being like, yo, is this okay? Is this not okay? Keep an eye when McCoy makes a sack at some point this season – if he does that exact dance and it's like, nah, 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 Ed Hockley told me specifically that I could do that. We're going to talk a little bit more about player celebrations because Josh Norman, the cornerback on the Washington football team, had some interesting things to say. We're going to talk about that tomorrow when my man Chris Bavona is back in that seat. But thank you so much, Florio, for holding me down for the last four episodes, okay? Whether it be talking about, you know, um, the New York Giants, the Mets lineup, or hard knocks in these movies, I had a great time with you when it comes to this movie get out and vote right now there are 18 hours left i'm talking 51 49 right now for the cinderella varsity blues can rudy make a comeback we will tell you tomorrow and boy i know chris bavone is gonna have something to say on this as well but right now it's your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician another episode of the fantasy freestyle in the books on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network see you tomorrow people